Show. Call or text the team line at 970-242-1340 on Colorado's sports leader, the team. myself i did it the other day God during the uh, during the, the um postgame show for mesa basketball so oh, that's okay you had a lot going on the other day so. yeah okay can we can we just take like two seconds here to talk about that because what on god's green earth so i was we had the armac network feed carrying okay, our I, okay i love the multitasking here while you're complaining about this <laughs> Spreading, spreading cream cheese on a bagel. Cream cheese on a bagel. So the other day, <laughs> this is where I wish that we. Sometimes the rare time, I wish we were had like a video stream. You're just like, you know, the other day on the R Mag <laughs> Network, and you're just spreading the cream cheese on the bagel. <laughs> you know, I get it. I yeah. Anyway, like we're out by the water cooler, about by the coffee. Oh, we're pod, on our front porch. And you're just like, you know. I just I had I just had no, to I acknowledge see, that. I see it. I trust me. I I acknowledge it, and uh, it's it's only going to get worse because I got another slice here to lather up and cream cheese. Anyway, so just so people know, we sometimes utilize the RMAC network. They're they're folks for games we can't get. To we we for, do for, not for Mesa. We do not have an unlimited travel budget, right? And so you know, as much as I, we love the great people of Salt Lake City, Utah, but you know, we just don't have the time and Tuesday night, go to Salt Lake City. It's not, not, always, it's not easy to get there. Exactly. So we had the RMAG network to, uh, to have carry, uh, for our, for our over the air coverage and sounded good on the women's game. Uh, Matt was in here running it with me. He was doing pretty much most of the heavy lifting for the women's game. One of our, one of our part-time guys. Yes. And all was well that ended well. We had the post game and then we had we had a little bit of a delay because for the men's game stream, it kept saying stream is delayed due to technical error or some facility error. Now in my head I'm thinking we had this recently, I think at Colorado Christian University, like last week, the backboard got smashed. Because a kid dunked it during pregame warmups, and they had to delay the game until Monday, between Mines and Colorado Christian. So I'm thinking, okay, something like that might have happened, or some facility issue. So I'm thinking it's out of my control. So we ran one of the interviews that you guys had at Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House because that was the same day, right? And I was just kind of trying to fill time, waiting to get the stream up, and then it came up finally after however long it was. And then we learned later that there were actually two streams going at the same time on the RMAC Network's website for Westminster CMU men's game. And it just so happened that the one that I thought was going to be the one that finally got to work 
had zero play-by-play commentary was just the crowd noise. <laughs> so I had to be like, this is, I mean, you know. You had to remote broadcast, to, which we did quite a bit of that during COVID. Yeah. And so an occasion when things don't go well with the, whether somebody's doing it for us or whatever. Technical we, stuff happens all the time. We, we have to jump in with that. So I come in. I need a sensational job, by the way. Well, thank you. But then I find out yesterday morning that Buckeye Boy was able to watch the Roku channel of the RMAC network, which I did not know the RMAC network had a Roku channel. You didn't know that? I I did not know that. Even, even I knew that. Well, this is me we're talking about Okay. Here. This is the guy who does not know a lot of things. Like where to go in, from his house and end up in Fruta. Anyway. So, apparently, it was working fine. Like, they had play-by-play and color commentary on the Roku RMAC network, but for whatever reason, not on the RMAC network website, which was where I was getting my stream from. So, I, I was frustrated yesterday because if I'd have known that I didn't have to do all that extra work, I wouldn't have had to. And if certain facilities and, you know, Mac addresses and whatnot. And things had gone my way yes, uh, Tuesday night. I wouldn't have been so whiny yesterday, to put it mildly. I can understand your frustration because we've, it's we've fine. had that happen on occasion. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm, I'm, you're good. Thank you, and shout out by the way to Paxton and Paxton Richie and Dave Yaki over at CMU because they were texting me, telling me as much as they could gleam because they were watching the same feed that I was, telling me, "Hey, there's no, uh, there's no play by play, and they don't have the live stats up yet." I'm like, "Great, super, love that, fantastic, absolutely love that." All right, so. But we, you, you made it through it. We'll have uh, Mesa Basketball Western. I'll, I'll be out there over at uh, Brownson coming up on Saturday. So, And enjoy the rest of that bagel, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take care of things while you you had you had to get out how you, you felt about the RMAC network. and Well, more it's not about the RMAC network. It's about Westminster. It's not really about Hello. the folks at the RMAC. It was more about what, 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 what Westminster, easy for me to say, right was failing to do. The people, I'm sure, of Salt Lake and Westminster are wonderful people. I'm sure they're very kind. I'm sure they're very caring. I'm sure they pay their taxes and they follow speed limits. But there have been a couple of times where some information or some needed piece of whatever, stream, roster, Stats, you know, on occasion, and in fact, quite often, things kind of slip through the cracks. And it's up to others to pick up the pieces. And I'll leave it at that. Well, 807. Show already, already underway. Barreling towards something. All right, let's... Let's get into Around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's Around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right. The uh, Underwear Olympics going on this weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Broncos are there. 
John Payton, George Payton, Broncos Brass. And so uh, this is from Mile High Report that uh, the Broncos have had or will have formal interviews with, drum roll, quarterback J.J. McCarthy. Ooh. Quarterback Bo Nix. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Quarterback Michael Penix. Yeah. Quarterback Michael Pratt from Tulane. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> edge rusher Jared Verse, uh, edge rusher Chris Braswell, uh, interior defensive lineman Tyler Davis, interior defensive lineman Fabian Lovett, edge rusher Muhammad Kamara. Of course, uh, that is Alvin Kamara's brother. Or, uh, is it brother? Cousin. Play for CSU. I know they're related. I want to say it's his brother, but I'm not. Brother. I was going to say probably too young to be his or too old or too young to be his kid. It's not his kid. No, it's no, it's not his kid. I, I believe it's his brother. Uh, linebacker Trevin Wallace and linebacker Marist Lufau are players that the Broncos are uh, speaking with or have already had a uh, a conversation with. So Marist Lufau wasn't the, there was a Buffs player Cepho Lufau. Yeah, quarterback. The quarterback. Wonder if they're related. I do not know about that. I know that uh, Kamara is related. I said, I'm trying to remember. Gosh, cousin, brother. We will. We will find out. I'm. Are you gonna look? The, will you look that up for me? Yes. Because I'm. I, I know they are related. I just don't remember how they're related. But anyway, the Broncos either have talked to him or will be talking to him going forward as they they get ready for the of course the April draft. Other uh, news this morning. It, you have it? According to sportskita.com, Mohamed Kamara and Alvin Kamara, not related. They're not related. I thought they were related. Not related well, in I, any other way except they share a last name. I thought they were related. Okay, st- I stand corrected on that then. I thought, I swore that they were related. Okay. I, I stand corrected on that. No relation, but they could be in the... NFL family together. There you go. As fellow members of the National Football League and, and the NFLPA. And hopefully Muhammad Kamara has some <laughs> fewer brush-ins with, uh, with the law. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Compared so I, I stand corrected on that. All right, so uh, apparently momentum, according to Pro Football Talk, is building for an XFL-style kickoff that um, NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations Troy Vincent was on... Uh, Pro Football Talk Live with Mike Florio. And uh, he believes the momentum is building toward persuading enough owners to embrace the change to the XFL-style kickoff, which currently has the kickoff team and the receiving team five yards away from each other. The only players that can move are the kicker and the kick returner. Buckeye had this interesting idea of, like, lining up from the 50 and that nobody can move. The kicker can only take like one step and kick the football and that nobody can move until he kicks the ball, but he can't get a running kick at it. He has to essentially just the old football game, super toe where he had the football guy and he kicked it straight on. Like, Oh Jim yeah. Turner, yeah, yeah. Rosa. You just have to, because that's where, a, that's where a, a straight on kicker would be beneficial. Cause you don't have to get a, a run up on it when you're kicking it straight on soccer style. You got to get a little momentum going there. I don't think they're going to adopt that because nobody's going to listen to the Buckeye boy on that. That's no a little offense, harsh. No offense to him. Well, no, he's, he's here. He's a radio slappy in this 
area. It's the same if you or I said it. It's like, they're not going to listen to any of us. Fair. It's an interesting, I, I, I applauded him, though, because I thought it was an interesting concept. But it looks like the XFL approach that I referenced is probably the direction that they're going to go. And it would allow for the kickoff return to actually be part of the NFL once again. Because teams can score on a kickoff return, not just have it go into the end zone. It's a touchback, goes to the 25, and here we go. You could have enhanced field position. It's, like I said, it's an opportunity to score on the kickoff now. And the thing is that the, the, the greatest value of it, though, is the safety to players because it eliminates the, the high collision aspect of running down the field at speed. And if you ever played high school football, played football at all, if you're on the kickoff team, there was very much a, you felt like Braveheart or a Revolutionary War soldier charging at the other, at the, at the opposition, running down the field. And it's, being on a kickoff team is thrilling and terrifying in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Much more if you're the kick coverage team than the, than the return team. And so this would this would put the kickoff return, chance to score on the kickoff return, better field position, back into the NFL. And so returns would, would be incentivized because if a kick does go into the end zone, ball's gonna go to the thirty five. That's what that's what they do in the XFL. Well now the UFL. So at one point it looked like nobody was gonna get behind this. Now it looks like there's a chance we could see this happen as soon as this upcoming season. I think it's great. I think it's I agree. I mean, if you've watched the XFL at all, I know a lot of you poo-poo it and go, that's minor league football, and I don't care. We always talk about this. Maybe the primary reason to watch now the UFL, UFL or watching the XFL, the USFL back in the day, was some of the rule things and how they handled, like Sky Judge and stuff like that, how they went about their business and how much better it is in that particular aspect than the NFL. And the kickoff returns part of that. It's a player safety issue that gets addressed. It also makes special teams, that particular special team aspect, far more enjoyable going forward. All right, more around the NFL this morning. This is from uh, The Athletic, where NFL players graded their teams. I've got uh, something similar to that from the front office sports. I've got the whole rankings of which... And and I have this as well through through The Athletic. Some surprises, to be sure. So what it is, basically, it's players grade their teams on 11 categories. It includes things from how their families get treated, cafeteria food, workout facilities team policies and they play on the road, all the things that involve the environment for a player with with the, the team that he plays on the National Football League. The league average, and they, they use it as a, a GPA, grade point average, was 2.56. It's not great. It's not horrible, but it's not great. And uh, the GPAs are not weighted. So the, the rankings that they come out differ from weighted rankings that were released by the NFLPA, and so the the athletic used the the ratings. This is their rating system. 
use the ratings to calculate each team's cumulative GPA, if you will. So it's not, these are a little bit different than how the NFL PA puts it out. So they actually had teams that were above the, the 2.56 GPA. Above average. Above average. You know, the, he said the league average was 2.56. But some teams excelled. According to The Athletic, take a guess at which team had the highest GPA. So highest recommendation grade from from the players that play for the Dolphins, for play for a team like the Dolphins or the Vikings or the Texans. So what I have in front of me is just the NFL PA's report card. So judging exclusively off of that, I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins. I think this is, these numbers are pretty much the same. Dolphins 3.94. Yeah. The Vikings 3.79. You got the Texans at 3.27, the Eagles at 3.27, Packers at 3.24, excuse me, <coughs> uh, 49ers at 3.21, Jaguars at 3.18, the Raiders at 3.03, the Bears and the Giants, what, even three on that. So you go through the list, well, where are the Broncos? They're like dead set in the middle. New ownership and everything, and it's 2.7. So not not below average, but also not significantly higher than average. Here's the shocking thing about this, Pyle. Okay. You would think the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl <laughs> champions, back-to-back Super Bowl champions. You're like, oh, the Hunt family, it's going it's to be incredible. It's got to have incredible facilities. Everything about the organization has got to be first class, viewed by its players, blah, 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 blah. They're dead last on this at a 1.24. Because you would think all those other things, those those things, those amenities, that if, if, if a worker or an employee or in this case a player is treated well, then obviously the performance is going to reflect in that. Bada by, bing, bada boom. By, by winning championships. According nope. to this, that is not the case. With nope. Clark Hunt and the Chiefs. D-F-L. Now, what's funny is, because I was seeing kind of piecemeal about this player's report card thing that the NFLPA put out, and what's so funny is, so you have the the, the categories that they have. Treatment, uh, treatment of families, cafeteria, nutrition, locker room, training, training room, staff, weight room, coaches, travel, Head coach and ownership. Andy Reid is your highest ranked head coach on this NFLPA grade with an A plus rating. He's the first highest ranked overall. Ownership, 32nd. <laughs> now, flip that around. The Las Vegas Raiders, who were top 10, in fact, according to this list, they were ninth overall. They had. The worst-ranked head coach for this report card in Josh McDaniels, and they finished ninth overall. So it really does kind of go to show you the, the, the weight of some of this stuff. And I also heard that part of the issue with the Chiefs, which sounds like absolute total gaslighting, is the owners or ownership 
told the players, well, the reason you didn't get a new locker facility, a new locker room, is because you won too many games and you won too much and you played too much at home. We didn't have enough time to remodel, which is, dude. Which they, the Chiefs have now released. They're going to do all these things, supposedly at Arrowhead. It's like a brand new Arrowhead stadium. Okay. And the comments have been, it looks like the same stadium with more parking. That you're not really doing a whole lot there. other and, than. And who does that help? You're... you're Putting in more parking. Where does that help? So you're, yeah. I I mean, you're already cleared a parking space when Chief Zaholic got sentenced to, you know, 50 years in prison for his bank robberies. So you don't, you don't need that one extra spot. I, it's just like, who, who, if, if the entire goal, the reason that teams go out of their way to build facilities, to, to remodel, to build new stadiums, to demand building of new stadiums is because it should, in theory, all go towards the same goal of winning a championship. The Chiefs have been one of the most successful teams in recent history, and yet here they are dead last in their rankings in terms of how their facilities are and how their ownership treats their players. I find that incredibly fascinating. So your your full grades to the Broncos. They um they received a D plus in treatment of families. Ooh. Got a B in the food department. Okay. Nutrition, they got a, a B plus on that. All right. Uh, I got to slide around some here because... I have it in front of me. Yeah. Uh, locker room. Uh, locker room, they ended up getting a, a D on the locker room. Oof. Um, yeah, go ahead if you got the rest of them there. Because I, so, yeah, okay. I might have to slide a little bar over to, to look at the rest of them. All right, so locker room, we mentioned that's a D. Training room, a B minus. Training staff, a B Weight room a B, strength coaches a C, team travel B minus, head coach A minus, and ownership A. Now, the other thing, too, and, and a note that they make, this is from front office sports. It says in November, the Broncos announced plans to build a new state of the art practice facility set to be completed before the 2026 season. So players know that they're willing that ownership is willing to invest and the complex is probably going to fix most of the issues that are kind of, you know, lower grades, right? Locker room, you know, weight room, stuff like that. What I find interesting though, is you have, so according to this, they have the grade, but then they also have the rank out of the 32 teams. Sean Payton as a head coach gets an A minus grade. You're thinking, all right, that's pretty good. Then you look at the where that ranks out of the 32 teams, 17th, which is one below dead middle of the league, which is very painfully average. And I know that I have not exactly been the biggest trumpeter of Sean Payton, but when I look at that, I go, oof. Players love him. 
Because this comes from the players. This right. isn't from Brandon Bales. And that's this fair. comes from the Broncos players on this. And they, you know, it's a good grade. It's an A minus. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating that it's also 17th ranked in the in the NFL. Like name 16 other head coaches who are, you know, better or have more likability. That's that's. Hmm. I just find interesting. I just find it crazy though that. The Chiefs are ranked last in this. I know, right? But Andy Reid is is the number, number one, head, one coach. head coach. Which that that doesn't surprise me that he's the number one head coach. Oh. But that the Chiefs, with facilities, all those things, are, are ranked dead last. And you know, it's it's the case of who doesn't love Andy Reid? Travis Kelsey loves Andy Reid. Yeah. Pat Mahomes loves Andy Reid. Every all and by the way, by the way, you would think for all of the like State Farm commercials that the Chiefs players are in, and all the other like spots that they do promo wise you would think that they would be at least camera ready these facilities but i guess not i guess those facilities are poo poo in the eyes of the players and they'd be the ones to know yeah they would they would all right 825 jim along with cake today that's around the nfl and uh, it's time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Who is it? Yes, it is. And for who is it today, you have a chance to win a delicious case of brewski today, courtesy of our friends over at High Country Beverage. It's New Belgium. Obviously, since it's beer, you got to be over the age of 21. And if you've won within the last two weeks, please sit it out. And also, if you don't want the prize, don't play. But... You're over 21. You haven't won the last couple weeks, uh, and you're eligible. Please text in with the correct answer to who is it on the text line 970-242-1340. I was born in Austria, but I represent Sweden on the international stage. I'm currently in the National Hockey League. I've been on three NHL teams, winning Stanley Cups with two of them. I've also had an unfortunate injury history during those Stanley Cup playoff runs. After winning my second cup, I hit free agency and signed with the NHL's most recent expansion team. Who is it? All right, first correct answer today. Once again, if you've won the last two weeks, don't play. Simple as that. Also, if you don't want the prize, don't play. Otherwise, uh, first correct answer wins on the team line today. A case of New Belgian beer from High Country Beverage. Send your text in to 970 1340. Speaking of the text line, we will get to some of that coming up in just a moment. You can uh, text or call the show today. 970-242-1340. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's 829. Thanks for joining us. Jim along with Cake today. Don't forget, Fruto Monument Boys in the Great Eight tonight against Eagle Crest right here on the team pregame at 5.15. Got some text on the text line we want to get to. Uh, Rick Nelson over at Rick Nelson American Family Insurance. Morning, guys. Happy Leap Day. I forgot today is Leap Day. That's right. On this February 29th. Mark Johnson is so cool. Love it when he is doing play-by-play after an amazing play. Gets into it to pump everyone listening up. Have a great day. Yeah, Mark 
does a fantastic job calling the buffs. No doubt about that. Let's see. We're kind of spoiled with Colorado sportscasters. Yeah, Brian does a fantastic job for Colorado State. Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson. Dave Logan. Dave's been doing it a long time. and We love Connor McGahee. I'm not a huge Rick Lewis fan. I'm just going to be fair. Full, full, no, disclo- fair. full disclosure on that. I I get where they try to go with that. It's supposed to be the everyman, the fan kind of. It's, but it's gotten a lot better than where it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I'm... I, I yeah, I think I think Dave does a sensational job. I'm just, I, I just, um, I wish I wish they'd pair him with somebody else. Fair enough, but that's but you know, that's my comment on that. But uh, but obviously Connor, Jack and Jerry, Jack and Jerry, uh, Moj, yep, Jason Kosminski. Marlowe's Marlo. got Hastings. I mean, yeah, we have some really talented, talented folks uh, that do it. I, I'm not, not like I have some axe to grind with Rick Lewis. I just, there are times I just feel like he's got another gig. Uh, I think he works well on the Fox or he has another station. He 1035 the Fox. Something he does. And so it's, it's not his main gig. And there are times I feel like you'd rather, I miss having somebody. That is a, is a better compliment to Dave Logan. Fair other enough. Than, other than occasionally, Dave seems like he's slightly annoyed when Rick will say something. It's like, well, yeah, duh, duh. So we've all been there. Yeah. All right. So we got one from Robert this morning. Uh, good morning, team. The Big Ten and the SEC were awarded 16 spots in last year's tournament. Only one made it to the Sweet 16, and that team promptly lost their game. I fear the committee will leave out the Colorados, the Colorado States, and the Drakes. Yes, they said Drake. Yeah, Drake's having a great season. They're uh, they're right now twenty and six. They beat uh, the Liberty Flames yesterday, one hundred seven to one hundred five. They're they're twenty four and six. The uh, Drake Bulldogs are. So, I think they're they're going to have a good shot at be. They, this they should be in. They'll probably be in. This gets back to a conversation that we've that this program had earlier this week. About the idea of expanding the tournament because everybody, terrible idea. I, terrible idea. I, I agree. I agree. But there's going to be those out there that are like, well, how come, you know, if, if the tournament was 72 teams or if the tournament was 96 teams, Drake would get it's okay. If the tournament was all 100 and whatever, you know, D1 programs that are eligible for the tournament, it wouldn't be a tournament. It would just be a cluster. Every, everybody's in. All of a sudden, everybody's in. And I, I just think that's that's ridiculous. I agree. I think it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Not everybody should get into the NCAA basketball tournament. And there are going to be occasions where right now Drake is in the Ken Palm. Oh, I just saw they're 53rd in the Ken Palm right now. They're probably going to be in. I, I I can't I can't see where they will not get in. I just think at some point there has to be a cutoff line. There's there has got to be. be a line of demarcation you, somewhere. You can't have everybody planted. No, because then then you got some really really ugly. Number one, it lasts. It, it's it's longer, and people say, well, why wouldn't you want the, the uh, NCAA basketball tournament to last longer? 
That doesn't make it better just because it lasts longer and you got more teams in it. It dilutes the field. At some point, you have to draw a line of 68, used to be 64. You know, the, the first four, which at first I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. And I've learned to, to lean into the first four. It's, it's grown on you. I, I just think at some point, not everybody deserves to get in. There will be teams that get the shaft. No doubt about it. I don't think Drake will be probably one of those teams, though. But I understand Robert's concern. I just I, I just feel like with Jay Williams the other day, they, well, let's make it longer. Let's add 90 teams and stop it. He said, in favor of a Big Ten or SEC team, the Big Ten and the SEC do not deserve 16 teams in line of last year's results. Will they factor that in? Potentially, somewhat. I, I just... I just think that it's going to be about what they're doing right now. The quality wins they have, the quad one wins they have. That's what, that. There's the formula that isn't always perfect. Nothing is ever perfect. But adding adding more teams in the basketball tournament to me is absolutely ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to do. Yeah. Going from Scott this morning. Good morning, fellas. It's an exciting time for the area basketball teams. Best luck to all of them. Seeing both the players and supporters' excitement along the Fruit of Parade route is what sports is all about. Got that really nice send-off yesterday to go over to Denver. Uh, we got one from Dylan this morning. Nuggets are getting more chemistry at the right time. Think the Avs will be fine coming come playoff time. I think all their playoff experience will pay off over teams like Vancouver, Dallas, and Edmonton. Let us hope that is the case. Absolutely. All right, 835, and I believe you have a winner, correct, for uh, Yes, we do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Steve correctly answering one Andre Burakovsky as today's Who Is It? Two-time Stanley Cup champion, one of them with your Colorado Avalanche and one with the Capitals. And he now plays for the Kraken. All right. I believe uh, Steve stopped by the radio station the other day. Nice. Pick up a prize here a while back. So uh, congratulations to Steve on uh, winning today with Who Is It? Still have a chance to win with Wrigley Field Cover Sports Trivia coming up in just a little bit on the program. All right, uh, text or call us 970-242-1340. We will take a break, and coming up on the other side, we'll have our team's team of the week. That's up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's the team's team of the week on the Jim Davis Show. And our team's team of the week is brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Our team's team of the week, it's the Fruit of Mama Boys basketball team for the second time this season. They're 25-0, and they're into the grade eight for the first time as a 6A program as they get ready to take on Eagle Crest tonight in the grade eight. And joining us right now, uh, they're in Denver, getting ready for that game tonight at the Denver Coliseum. Fruit of Mama guard Jet Wells, also guard Wilson Sigmund. Guys, thanks for coming on for a few minutes this morning. How you doing? Good, how are you? Doing fine. Uh, Jet, we'll start out with you and also get Wilson's thoughts on this. 
that had to be uh, an absolute blast yesterday. The, the parade out of town, you get the police escort and everything. You guys had to feel like, uh, well, you don't, you don't have a one at all yet, and you're hoping to do that, but you had to feel like you, you're already champions of the way everybody was uh, treating you guys yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was a great feeling just to, like, see how happy the community was for us and just to see, like, how everyone is just rooting for us to make it far into the Coliseum and into the playoffs. Wilson, one of the biggest thrills you've had with with a parade like that? Uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Uh, it was an awesome time just to see everyone's cheering us on for these games. Well, well Jet, let, let's go back to you. I, I know that... Uh... You uh, unfortunately uh, lost your lunch with all the all the minutes you were playing the other day. Uh, you just dehydrated. You were wore out. How are you feeling today? You ready for this one tonight against Eagle Crest? I mean, yeah, I feel great. I got an IV the other day, and I've been hydrating a lot, so I've been super energized, and I feel ready for this game tonight. Yeah, Jed, I think you guys aren't surprised where you're at. Is that a fair assessment? You felt like that that this season, this team, with what what you guys did last year. And, and now with your dad coaching, Coach Michael Wells, that this team had the talent to get this far. So I think for you guys, it's not, well, that parade was nice yesterday, that you still have un- a lot of unfinished business starting with tonight's game with Eagle Crest. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to make it to the Coliseum since the beginning of the year, and I think we've made it, and our job's not finished yet, and I think we can keep making it even farther into playoffs. We also have Wilson Sigmund with us from the Fruit of Boys basketball team. And uh, Wilson, for you, uh, you're averaging about five and a half points per game. Uh, you've also been really good on the defensive end as well. What do you feel like your your role is going to be tonight uh, in regard to the Eagle Crest team? What do you hope to go out and be able to? Uh, how do you hope to be able to impact the game from from what you do on the floor tonight? I feel like um, I'm just going to do everything I'm known to. You know, I'm not going to go out there and score 20 points, 30 points, like these other guys can do but i'm going to go and play my role i'm going to play hard defense and i think just going to that we're going to treat this like every other game with high intensity high effort and i think we walk away with it and wilson previously when you guys were the team's team of the week we had daniel thomason on and max orchard they both agreed that you were the guy that was like the funniest guy on the team that that cracked everybody (laughs) up you were you were you know class clown team comedian whatever, whatever label you want to describe yourself uh, do, do you feel like it's a fair assessment about what Wilson Sigmund brings to maybe riding in the vans or a practice that you keep the guys loose? Yeah, I mean, when I can sense some dudes are down, I guess you can say I, I try to crack some jokes in practice that maybe um, the coaches are a little <laughs> uh, on the edge about sometimes. But, you know, I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm definitely one of the funnier guys on the team just trying to bring the light to the practice. And then, you know, I can be serious when times are needed. Do you do impersonations? Impersonations? Do you impersonate like Coach Wells or Coach Vanna or somebody like that? <laughs> is that, is that is impersonations part of your comedic repertoire, or is it just straight up you tell good jokes, you make it's observational humor for Wilson? I mean, Sigmund. I do it all. I can, I can probably do a good per, uh, Vanna. Coach Vanna. Okay, give me, give me a, give me a coach, Mark Vanna, because I've, I've known Mark a very long time. Give All right, I'm going to give you the setting. We're, we're in the locker room pre-game. He's about to give us a speech about the game. All right, guys, we're going to do, we're going to do the, the no talent things. We're going to do rebounding. Where everybody's got to be the boards. Five guys. Two. Uh, you got to have heart. You know, you got to, you got to do it. Want it for your guys. You got to want it for, uh, for everybody around you. For Coach Wells. For Coach Hot. I mean, 
everybody's got to buy into this. Okay. <laughs> Jet fair, because I've known Mark, like I said, a long time. That's pretty good. It's not bad. You feel like, Jet, that's a fair impersonation of Coach Vanna? Yeah, I mean, we get that speech before every game, and I think it fires us all up, but that was a pretty great impersonation. Yeah, yeah it's, it's our team's team of the week with the Fruit Alignment Boys basketball team. Jet Wells, Wilson Sigmund, uh, they'll take on Eagle Crest tonight in the grade eight over the Denver Coliseum. Uh, Jet, uh, when, when you look at how this season's gone, DT's had a, a, an incredible season, almost 17 points per game. You're right there behind him at 15 points per game. You were a freshman last year. You came off the bench. You played a lot of minutes last year. Now you're starting on this basketball team. Where, where do you feel like you, you've made your biggest growth from last year as a freshman to this year as a sophomore playing? You, you played, obviously, a very important role in that run to the league title last year, but an even more impactful role this year. How do you feel like you've improved your game to be a bigger contributor in this season, this 2023-2024 season? Um, I think we just worked in the off season, like we picked up our defensive intensity and I think that just helped like our whole team just get fired up. And I think that's what's helped me just get started and just has been helping me score this season. All right. You're playing for your dad. That's not always an easy thing uh, to, to play for your dad. How is that relationship? Cause I know on occasion I've, I've, I've done plenty of your games. Uh, you might commit a foul that he doesn't think you should have committed. He'll say something yep. to you. You'll have a look at him like, what are you talking about, Dad? I mean, how is that, how is that relationship with you and, and, and your dad when it comes to player coach? And how do you guys separate that when you're not, not on the basketball court? I mean, like you said, we argue sometimes about some things. But, like, at the end of the day, it's all love. And he just wants me to be a better basketball player. And I think it separates from, like, being a coach and a player. I think he does a good job of, like, Right when we get home, he flips the page, and I think it's just back to just normal how we're living. Where does the competitive nature for you come from? Because that, that big three that you hit against Highlands Ranch that gave you guys the lead late in that game after you're down by 14 in the first half and you're able to come back and win that game, that opening round game. Uh, I mean, that was a, a, a big-time three with, I think, under, what, like four minutes left to go in the basketball game, maybe under three minutes that they gave you the lead in that game. Does it come from your dad who played college athletics, who's a college football player? Where does that does it come from mom? Where does, it, where does that, your sisters, because obviously they both played for your dad. Where does that come from for you, Jet, in terms of your competitive spirit that you have? Uh, I think it comes from our whole family. Like my dad's super competitive, my mom's super competitive, and so are both my sisters. Uh, none of us want to lose. We always just want to win and like be the best we can be. Jet Wells now the best Wells basketball player, period. Um, I don't know about that. Now, yo, yo, Dad says not yet. You're not. You're not quite there yet. Okay. So, Dad, Dad's still the better basketball player at this point in time. I'm assuming. Uh, no, my mom is. Oh, your mom is. Okay, mom's the best basketball. Good answer. Player. Good, good answer, Jet. That's a good answer. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, tonight's game with with Eagle Crest. Uh, it's a really good basketball team. They, of course, had to uh, come up with a kind of a, a late win against Ralston Valley to get into the grade eight. Ladavian King, their guard, has had a sensational season, almost 18 points per game. So, so Jet and Wilson kind of take us through from each one of your perspectives of uh, what's going to take to slow down a guy like King. Uh, the, the Barger kid's really good inside. What's it going to take to beat this this Eagle Crest team tonight? Jet, we'll start out with you. Um. I mean, Ladavion, he's really good. He can shoot from four feet behind the three-point line, or he can drive in and create stuff for his teammates. 
And I think just changing our defense like we have been every other game, I think it'll slow him down and he'll be frustrated enough to not be able to know what to do. And then they're big. He's he's good inside. Um, they're a team averaging 10 offensive rebounds a game, so we're just going to have to try and stop that. Wilson, what about you? Your thoughts about tonight's game? <clears throat> yeah, I think if we just stay composed on the defensive side, I think that's really where it all begins. All the guys are buying into it, and I think if we really guard this how we're supposed to, everything will translate into the offensive side, and I think that's how we're going to start getting going. I know, Wilson, that uh, you got soccer season coming up very soon, but uh, your, your, your whole focus right now, it, it's on what this is at the moment. It's trying to win a state championship in basketball. Most definitely. I mean, my whole mind this whole weekend has just been on this game and moving forward in it, so we can't, I can't really get distracted in a big game like this. So my whole focus has just been what they're going to do, how I'm going to play, just kind of focusing in on everyone around me and making sure that the team's all good. All right, uh, one final thing for you, Jet. So mom's the best basketball player in the Wells family. Who's the best fisherman in the family? Um, I'll have to give that one to my dad. But I've heard you're pretty good, too, my friend. I, I've heard that you're, you're not too bad either. Yeah, I mean, I try, but, like, my dad bought, like, all the fishing stuff and, like, has taken me to all these places, so none of it would be possible without him. All right, guys. Hey, I appreciate it. One final thing for, for both of you. Uh, it's our team's team of the week with the Fruit of Monument Boys basketball team with uh, Wilson Sigmund and Jet Wells. Uh, and how much do you think about where, where, where you've, what you've already accomplished? I know there, there's still a lot of work to do with the grade eight tonight, get the final four, hopefully win a championship. Uh, how satisfying, though, to this point, just, to, just a moment to, to, to kind of bask in what you've done. You're 25-0. and 0, a lot of people doubted you guys. They didn't feel like you deserved the number one seed. Jed, how good does it feel to get to prove a lot of those people wrong to get to this point right now? I mean, it's a it's a really good feeling. Like we proved these people wrong. We've already beat some Denver schools that they said we can't beat, and we've already went undefeated and done things that people have already doubted doubted us. And I think it's just a great feeling to accomplish what people think that we couldn't do. Wilson, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. It's just like we saw the hate that everybody was saying about us, but we didn't really let it affect us because we knew how good we could be, and we just worked towards that the whole season. We saw the the, the haters, the doubters, saying we were going to lose to Highlands Ranch. We weren't good enough. We're from the Western Slope. But I think we've all proved by now that we're the real deal, and we're coming for more. All right, guys. Best of luck tonight. Uh, couldn't be more thrilled for you guys, and, and you guys have worked your tails off. It's been an incredible season that still has a lot of chapters left to be written, I think, uh, for your basketball team. We'll have the game tonight on the Team Sports Network. Pre-game at 5.15, tip-off at 5.30 from the Denver Coliseum. Jet Wells, along with uh, Wilson Sigmund uh, from the Wildcats. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much, and go Thank Wildcats. You. Go Wildcats. You. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right, uh, enjoy that conversation along with those guys. So we know that Mama Wells is the best basketball player. Dad's still the best fisherman in the family. And we know that they can do impressions of their coach. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll have to. We'll have to say that, and I'll have to play that for Mark Vanna at some point. Mark will, uh, I think, get a kick out of that. We'll have it in the archives. Mark has been with uh, with Michael for a very long time. Was was there with him when when he was coaching the girls' team? Um, Mark's also a heck of a fisherman too. I should acknowledge that Mark Vanna is pretty good, uh, and, and as a, as fish as far as fishing goes as well. So. Best of luck to the Fruto Monma boys tonight. Likewise to the Montrose girls, Plateau Valley boys. They have Wiggins tomorrow night. 
Uh, so uh, best of luck to all the Western Slope teams. And uh, once again, that's our team's team of the week brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. All right, coming up next hour, we'll go in the garage with NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. And we'll also give you a chance to play next hour, Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia. I will give you this much of a clue of what the subject is. It's, usually, it's always going to be Nuggets, Broncos, Avalanche, Rockies, or okay. college sports. It'll be a Colorado Rockies question. Okay. So that'll be coming up next hour on the program. Uh, quick programming on air production meeting. Do you want, because I have like game show theme music in my little, uh, my little uh, hotkey bank. Would that be something you'd be uh, interested in having I'm, for next hour? Uh, absolutely. Sure. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Just let me know and I will, I will pull it up. I would be, that would, that would add to. Add to the ambiance. The ambiance, the excitement, the thrill, the drama. That is Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia Challenge. That'll be coming up next hour. Uh, let's see. We mentioned that the Rockies, speaking of the Colorado Rockies, they were in action yesterday. Rockies with the 3-1 to one win over the Los Angeles Angels. And I believe they right now lead Cactus League in stolen bases with 13. And home runs as well. Can we, Bud, Bud Black, if you're listening, and I know you're not, but if you are, could you maybe find a way to have that translate to the regular season? When both those, it, both counts, those numbers. Both be great. those numbers, please. Yeah. At least the home runs, because at least we know that guarantees that they get on the scoreboard. But, but yesterday, yeah. uh, Ryan McMahon, uh, Mac with a couple of uh, hits yesterday. I mentioned Chris Bryant had a couple of uh, base knocks yesterday as well. Austin Gomber went an inning, gave up one hit, didn't give up a run. Noah Davis, four hits and in two innings, because he's a guy that's vying to maybe be a back into the rotation starter. Uh, had a walk, didn't give up a run though. So uh, good job in terms of the the uh, the first two pitchers yesterday for the Rockies, as uh, Colorado gets the three to one victory over the Los Angeles Angels. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back with hour three, and. Uh, if you've got something you want to comment on today on the program, reach out to us on the team line today. That's 970-242-1340, 970-242-1340. Appreciate you joining us today. And Hour 3 is coming up in the garage. And NASCAR Fred, by the way, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. That's next hour on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.